Hello, hello. Happy November when this episode comes out. Today's episode marks my very first time recording an episode since having our little baby boy, Russell, who might make some noise in the background. I'm not sure yet, but I am so grateful to report he is thriving and growing and uh, growing to be pretty heavy now, actually, uh, now that he's almost two months old and boy does time fly by. Um, And that's actually one of those things where, you know, I've heard people tell me all my life that time with children will fly by. And I believed them. Um, You know, I didn't think that they were just making that up. But I hadn't experienced time flying by quite this fast until feeling like life with a two-month-old has gone by in the blink of an eye. It's absolutely crazy, but also crazy amazing, too. So I thought, kind of in line with that um, realization, I thought that for today's episode, I would share five lessons I have learned so far since having a baby. And I've learned way more than these five things, but five sounded like a reasonable starting off point. Uh, So today's five lessons learned since having a baby are one, don't fear the future. Two, live in the moment, even if it means tossing a to-do to tomorrow. Three, just do, don't think. Four, share, share joy, share time, share resources, and five, fulfillment takes sacrifice. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Okay, so lesson number one, don't fear the future. Easier said than done, I know. Um, But having a baby is amazing and natural and also naturally intimidating. So we all know complications can occur and leave unimaginable heartbreak. And we also know that the transition into parenthood is pretty drastic and also happens mostly overnight. I mean, I personally believe you're you're already a parent to a child when you're pregnant, but the actual caring for a newborn and that whole new world really isn't something that you can know all about until you are in it. So bundle all these new scary things up and you have some pretty tempting reasons to be fearful of what's coming in the future. And I know personally that as my due date was fast approaching, I began to fear many what ifs and something I clung to was a verse in scripture from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 and it says, For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And other translations say, For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So I found myself needing to really repeat that over and over to myself, this truth that 
I was not given a spirit of fear. And if I find myself beginning to fear something that isn't God's design or intention for me at all, that is something that is not good and shouldn't be allowed. Fear is something I might be tempted to do. I might be tempted to be fearful of something, but I don't need to cave to that for any reason. So instead, I needed to learn to remind myself that no, I've actually been given a spirit of power, power to not fear the future. I've been given a spirit of love and of self, self of self-control to mind my mind and control my thoughts to not go into those what-if scenarios in the future. And I think the reason I felt this lesson to not fear the future hit me so hard in this life season in particular is that I couldn't run from it. Right, The baby was going to come on his timeline, literally, it was like an any day now scenario. And, you know, he was going to come how he wanted, he was going to come how God planned for me to have this baby and all this stuff that I really couldn't do too much about. So talk about being in a place of needed and forced surrender. And I think this kind of applies to all areas of all of our lives. Why should we fear? What good does it do? I know this is way easier said than done, like I already said, but, um, you know, and I, I'm i just going to be the first one to say, I'm going to find myself worrying many times again, but the realization deep down that worrying and fearing for the future, whether the future of our jobs, a relationship, our health, our goals, our timeline towards whatever success looks like for each of us, fearing the future does not benefit us one bit. And it really only zaps us of valuable energy and valuable time. So lesson number one, don't fear the future. And besides, I would personally encourage you to look back on your life. And I guarantee you, if you look with a proper lens and with a realistic perspective, you will absolutely find your past has has plenty of examples of perseverance and plans that might have started out looking a little bit iffy or daunting that you have walked through and that you're now on the other side of stronger than before. So number one, don't fear the future. Lesson number two, live in the moment. Live in the moment even if it means tossing a to-do to tomorrow. And this lesson comes personally from the known understanding that I already mentioned before that time absolutely flies by with a newborn baby. I can't believe how much time has passed in literally the blink of an eye. And I've heard from way too many wise people in my life personally that I need to try my best not to miss this time. Because I know this is time I will never, ever be able to get back. Um, but, you know, I want all of us to just kind of think about, like, think about the people in your life. Think about the beauty of the changing seasons, the lessons and the waiting, the activities that might seem unproductive to us or to you, but truly make you happy and bring you joy. So maybe you love painting, but you never do it because you need to work. Or you love playing an instrument or sitting in silence outside or whatever the case may be. Something that makes you happy but doesn't necessarily check the box of productivity by, by our normal standards, you know. Or um, what about time spent cultivating relationships? That's an incredible one. Or, um, you know, just all of these things that they make the best memories. And they're things that make our hearts feel fulfilled and yet we often brush these to the side in pursuit of our goals and our successful dreams. And you all know I am super ambitious, sometimes to a fault. 
but there's nothing like a newborn baby growing before your eyes faster than you can keep up with to make you put into practice being present. Um, and so that's just something that I'm learning right now. You know, I'm learning, um, I'm learning to put my phone down and to not multitask so I can just sit with Russell and really be present with him and observe his growth and his changes, which right now is on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm learning to chat with him, even though he can't understand a word I'm saying, um, or I'm learning to just sometimes sit and do nothing but hold him while he sleeps. Because again, I know this is time I won't get back, but all of us are living in a time that we'll never get back. Right? We all know that each day and, and every single day is, is a gift and that tomorrow is never guaranteed. But most of us struggle really living each moment like we believe that to be true. We always think, oh, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do this tomorrow. I'll just hang out with them tomorrow. Or I'll tell them, you know, that I really appreciate them next time I see them. But I think this is the type of lesson most of us will look back on later in life and be really grateful that we at least tried to put that into practice and, you know, toss the occasional thing on our to-do list to the next day's list. <laughs> um, so that is lesson number two, live in the moment. Live in the moment, even if it means tossing a to-do to tomorrow. And number three of the five things that I am actively learning right now is don't think, just do. Don't think, just do. And wow, has my understanding of time management and just like how I personally manage my time on a daily basis really changed. Um, so right now, and I know this is just a season and I know it'll change in the future a lot, but right now... My time is dictated by Russell almost exclusively. And so that means that some days when he naps, that's the only time that I will have for quiet, dedicated, focused, or podcast recording work. And, you know, so just out of necessity, I've learned that although I personally prefer to sit and plan how my day will go, I prefer to sit and plan what I'll do, when I'll do it, what I'll do first, second, third, so on and so forth. Sometimes I just have to do Instead of spending time thinking about it, which I do not think is a waste of time, by the way, but instead of time thinking about it and thinking about kind of what I'll do next or where I'll start, I just have to spring into action and do one thing, then do another, then maybe, you know, not in order of priority, but just in order of what I think of to do next. And I think this has actually been a really valuable lesson for me to learn and probably continue to learn because sometimes I can get stuck. I can get really stuck in the planning process like, well, I, you know, I need to make sure I do the most important thing first, but is this the most important task or is this one? And, you know, when will I have the uninterrupted time to accomplish X, Y, Z? That's great. I think it's really valuable to set an intention for each of our days, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> I think it's valuable to set an intention for your day is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I've also learned it can be important to jump straight into activity even if it means you don't do things in the perfect, most sequential or most well-planned out and prioritized manner. So that's number, um, that's number three. So just kind of recapping so far so we can kind of keep up. Number one, don't fear the future. Number two, live in the moment, even if it means tossing a to-do to tomorrow as painful as that can be. I know, I, I promise. Number three, sometimes don't think and just do. And now share, share joy, share time and share resources. So um, I thought of this one 
because I had a friend uh, not too long ago who knows me very well, actually. Uh, she knows me well enough to assume I don't really enjoy my routine being disrupted and shifted too much. Um, I love my family. I love friends. But I am a very stiff and stubborn person when it comes to doing the same thing each day. And naturally, having family visit changes that routine a little bit. Duh. Um, and so she asked me when we were catching up on the phone, she asked me, hey, how's it going with all the visitors, B? And I said, you know what? It's actually been great. So Drew and I don't live near family. And we've had quite the revolving door since having Russell for some of my family, some of Drew's family to come and visit. And it's been the biggest, biggest blessing, like really, really, truly. But I would be lying if I said I was not hesitant at first just because of me liking a routine that doesn't change each day. And it just kind of clicked for me one day. Um, and I realized, you know, who am I? Who am I to refuse this bundle of joy from other people, particularly people who care about and love us. Who am I to keep this, keep all of this happiness to myself? And I did not realize this was a pleasant surprise. I didn't realize how much pure, pure joy and happiness a sweet new baby brings into this world until having my own. I really didn't. And I just realized in a moment of, you know, going back and forth, like, should people visit? Should they this? How long should they say? Blah, blah, blah. I just realized in a moment of going back and forth, you know what? My routine can wait. My comfort zone of being semi in control of my environment can be expanded, my comfort zone can be expanded, my routine can wait, and I can share this joy with family and friends, even if, for me, it's hard. And I know we don't all have, you know, the joy of a baby we can share with other people at the expense of our convenience, but what do we have? Um, I'll give you just kind of a tangible, a tangible example and then kind of ask some questions. So I actually just got a card in the mail from my sister, <laughs> and she has the talent of one, being super thoughtful. Like she thinks about things that nobody else would think of. And she's also really great at putting words of appreciation down on paper. And she's also really good at making cards. That's something that she and I did when we were little, um, just as sisters. And so I got a card in the mail from her and I know she's really busy, right? Like I, I really do. I know she has a super full plate with work and this and that. And like she does, she's very multi-passionate. Um, and I just felt so loved. And so she took the time to share that joy with me, even though it probably was going at, coming at the expense of, you know, spending less time on, on things that are pressing, right? Things with work, things that we have to get done by a certain date. Um, but she saw that as a gift that she could share a little bit of with somebody, so me, um, to bring me joy um, at the expense of her convenience. So what, what, what do we have, right? Um, maybe you have a talent you can share. If you can play music or you can sing, that brings joy to people. Art brings joy to people. A note, like the example I just shared with my sister, except that was a card, not a note, but same thing. Um, you know, a note if you have the gift of being thoughtful or writing, that can bring joy and it can just take a few minutes. If you can cook, that's a gift. If you can lift weights or run, that's a gift to somebody because proper form and motivation matters. And, you know, not everybody has somebody in their life who can lend them a helping hand there. So maybe share that with a friend who's wanting to 
you know, get into exercise a little bit. Literally any number of skills or areas of experience that you have can be shared to bring someone else joy. And at the end of the day, it it really comes down to just sharing the most valuable asset, which is time. So I'd like to encourage us all to see our time as something we can share a little bit more of. And I get it. I get that we are all way, way, way too busy. And we can't even fathom fitting one more thing onto our plate. But that is why this is a challenge and not a given. It's a challenge to, to um, to sacrifice our time. And lastly... On the note of sacrifice, um, lesson number five is probably the lesson I have most only scratched the surface on, and that is the lesson that fulfillment takes sacrifice. Fulfillment takes sacrifice. So uh, it's no secret that, um, from my perspective, unfortunately, my generation or thereabouts has fewer people wanting to have children because we all know it means... I know there are various circumstances, you know, different situations and things like that. But at large, we all know it means a big, big, big sacrifice of time for at least the next 18 years, but really way more than that. I mean, let's be real. We never stop wanting to call mom for advice if we have that opportunity. We know it's a big sacrifice of time for a a long time. Um, And it's nice. It's nice to only worry about ourselves. It's nice, you know, even being married doesn't take very much sacrifice because we usually marry someone who can take care of him or herself and doesn't require 24-7 attention. So it's important to realize that, sure, something, obviously in this instance, I'm talking about having a baby, but, um, you know, something might take sacrifice and it might take a focus on other things than ourselves and our priorities, but that doesn't make it not worthwhile by any means. In fact, sometimes it's like exactly the opposite, right? So I, you know, just using my lesson learning as an example, I went into having a baby a little blind. And as dumb as this sounds, I didn't grow up around littles. I'm the youngest in my family. I barely did any babysitting growing up. I had no idea what I was getting into. (laughs) I had no idea a baby required this much work and this little sleep. I really, really mean that. I had a vague understanding, but definitely, definitely missed the mark on my expectations. But, you know, I happily give it. I happily give my time and effort to our baby and I let myself be stretched in this way because it's so fulfilling to have Russell and to watch him grow and to just be with him so fulfilling so then we turn back and and ask you you know what are you chasing after that you want to do deep deep down inside of you but you just haven't because the work and the commitment required is a little intimidating or what are you avoiding because saying yes that thing you're avoiding, saying yes to that might mean a change you can't prepare yourself for. Easy example, in your work. Work takes work, but given enough time, that work can turn into reward, right? So fulfillment takes sacrifice. One more time, all five of my new mom lessons, and there are so many more, it's not even funny. Number one, don't fear the future. Don't fear the future. Number two, live in the moment. Live in the moment even if it means tossing a to-do to tomorrow's list. Number three, sometimes you have to, to, to not think and just do. Don't think, just do. Number four, share. Share joy, share time, share resources, and share your gifts. 
And number five, fulfillment takes sacrifice. So I don't know, maybe maybe the lessons I've personally been learning has encouraged you to dig a little deeper in just one of these areas, maybe, I hope. Um, but know that all of this is such an up and down journey. Progress is never linear, and we're often doing a lot better than we think we are, actually. So anywho, these are my thoughts. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for pouring into your leadership. As always, our world needs more good leadership, and we definitely, definitely need yours. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe, and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.